Coming up on this edition of the Golf Digest podcast, we talk about how to get golf fit for this season. My God, my swing feels like an unfolding lawn chair. Why do they even have water if you're not supposed to hit it there? Because it's fun! We're having fun! What is this, custom? Mine's off the rack. I wish Tiger Woods was here to help me with this. We'll do it live! Welcome back to the Golf Digest Podcast. I'm Alex Myers. Today I'm joined in studio by Stephen Hennessy, Christopher Powers. Guys, Happy New Year. We've got a lot to talk about today. We're going to talk about getting golf fit with our own Ron Kaspersky, Golf Digest Senior Editor. He's got a lot of good stuff on that. We're going to talk about some season-long bets uh, for the PGA Tour and golf in general. Uh, we're also going to, of course, highlight our picks for this week's Sony Open. But first, we want to dive into the first event of the calendar year, the Century Tournament of Champions at Kapalua. Steve, this was a fun one. I mean, you know, uh, it was prime time, right. which we're kind of getting used to because we were watching the President's Cup in prime time. And, and it's true. Prime time, we had three big names, three President's Cup teammates mm-hmm. in a playoff at Kapalua, which is one of the most scenic courses. I know there were some changes even that we were right. uh, looking Core at. Core Crenshaw, Crenshaw right? Yeah. So. First, talk about that, and then and then also, you know, a very riveting finish. Yeah, I mean, you had the eighteenth hole for an hour. Uh, you know, all three of those guys, and top, you know, top ten guys in the world. It didn't look like any of them were going to get it done. Yeah, that was the most surprising thing. We're used to seeing these guys execute those shots under pressure, but um, you know, Xander with the three putt in regulation, JT, you know, puts the ball in the in the hazard on eighteen. <laughs> Uh, and you know, then they play the the playoff hole three times, and the 18th hole is just great. Uh, you know, theater, the backdrop yeah. with the water and the mountains, Corn uh, Crenshaw. The changes they did were mostly um, kind of just like architectural, heavy things that the average viewer wouldn't even mm-hmm. realize they did, um, and not much the 18. Right. The turf was really firm and fast, except for the last day. It was soft because they got uh, some rain, but it, it was an awesome finish. Um, it, what it told me, I mean, Justin Thomas, you know, really was feeling the pressure uh, in regulation there. I mean, over that that second shot on the 72nd hole, you know, you could see before the week he said, you know, I probably should have a couple more wins under mm-hmm. my belt. You know, he only had 11 tour wins in a major coming into the week. And that might have gotten to him. He might have been saying in his head, you know, I, I really need this win. Because that was just such a terrible shot, fatted into the, the hazard. Bru- brutal shot. Wild. I, you know, by the way, everybody could say they should have more wins. Because I know then right. Dustin Johnson says he should have twice as many. I mean, yeah, and it's uh, true, of course. It's I mean, true, but, like, everybody could say it. So right. it kind of mm-hmm. evens out a little. Um, Patrick Reed, Chris, the uh, the final putt. He misses, and a fan screams out, "Cheater!" You know, again, I think this is something we're we're going to see all year or here, um, unfortunately, or fortunately, if you're not a Patrick Reed fan, I guess. What uh, you know, what can be done about this? Uh, nothing. The way the way people love to hear the their voices on TV, Very true. And get on bar stool and total frat yep. move and all that. I I think it's only going to get worse for him and. I mean, it might reach a boiling point at Wingfoot for sure. But oh, yeah. if it's happening, I think Joel tweeted this. It was, right. it was the best take. If it's yep. happening in Hawaii, the most laid-back place in the country, <laughs> right. what's going to happen at a at a big-time event with mm-hmm. a bunch of fans? It's It really is 
only going to get worse for him unless, you know, I, I think it's too late for him to, you know, do some PR apology. I think we passed that with what he did at the President's Cup with the shoveling routine yeah, and all right. that. It's, you know, maybe he can, they can craft some sort of statement. Yeah. <laughs> but the way his team works, I, I don't think that's going to happen either. So it, I really think it can only get much worse from here. Yeah, that's a good point because I was thinking he needs to come out and address this, but you're right. It, it's kind of, it's, not only is it, over a month late but the what he did at the president's cup yeah. with the shovel mimicking the shovel to the crowd he like I, mocks the crowd from time to time right. he did that at the Ryder cup at glen eagles yeah. with the hush yeah you know it, the emotions get to him which is natural right but just to call even more attention to this and mm -hmm. he obviously just doesn't care or and doesn't see that he did anything and wrong. if he wants to do that i think that's that's his move. Just fully yeah, embrace yeah. it. Be the villain. Yeah. But don't. But don't be. Don't look at the crowd all salty. Right. It, just completely embrace I, it. And I think. Mm -hmm. I think he'll gain. You know, some some fans that love the, the right. whole villain. And routine. to be clear, the scream happened. It had no effect right. on the putt. No. no. And he looked at it like ooh, but like I mean, because he gunned that putt and <laughs> yeah, missed because you know he knew he had to make right. it, but it had no effect. Now that being said, is it possible that a fan will miss time and? You know, you're far away. You're, right. So that's the danger. I mean, you don't want it to affect play, obviously. Right. Um, and you don't – I mean, look, I'm sorry. Like, even if you think Patrick Reed did that, you don't want him to be thinking in his head, oh, my God, is this someone going right. to uh, scream something? In? Because uh, then it could start happening to other players too. Yeah. So Happened to Tiger at Car – uh, was that Carnoustie? Yeah. That's right, yeah, on yeah, the 18th hole. Exactly. It's that's the right. difference between golf. I mean, just that quiet setting – and a quick noise really could throw you off. Whereas in basketball or football, the crowd noise is so loud, so a couple people yelling doesn't really affect you the way that golf is. Yeah, no, no, no doubt about it. Um, some crazy stats, too, with Justin Thomas's win. Uh, most notably was played up that he now has more wins than Jordan Spieth, right. who forever he was kind of like Jordan Spieth's little friend. Mm -hmm. um, <laughs> and what's crazy is, I mean, they're, they're the same age, so it's not like it's crazy, you know... It makes sense that he could pass him, but it's 12 to 11 now career victories. But what's crazy is that at one point, Spieth had eight and Thomas had one. Right. So yeah. he's really come on strong. And, of course, he – I mean, Hawaii. I mean, we'll talk about him later with mm -hmm. Sony. I mean, he just dominates in Hawaii yeah. for whatever reason. Uh, but so, some crazy stuff there. Also, 12-plus PGA Tour wins before age 27. This comes from – Justin Ray, 15th club, although circulating around a lot. Um, in the last 85 years, four people have done this. Tiger, Jack, Sam Snead, and Justin Thomas. That's crazy. Yeah, so elite. Now, again, you know, Spieth could do it this year, and I guess that's about it. I mean, you know, some of the younger guys could, could Go do it. Run, but right. um, it's pretty amazing to have that many wins at such an early career. So, again, that was – but, like, back to what you were saying, Steve, it was kind of weird seeing him – I don't want to say choke, but kind of choke yeah, a little. Such and, a bad shot uh, by his the, standards. Then the chunk shot. Uh, yeah, the he almost hole. did then it he again. Ended up, then he ends up winning because then he yep. has a great wedge. Like right. he chunks it, almost goes in the hazard. I mean, mm -hmm. that's like an amateur shot. Like yep. he's not even thinking about the hazard there because the, no. the first time he'd hit a bad drive. So he was 350 yards away. Right. The, the decision was questionable. But the, the other one, he's just hitting it, chunks it, got lucky it went over, and then he ends up making birdie. 
But uh, so, like you said, I mean, even the best guys can can struggle under pressure. Even guys who are used to winning can struggle under right. pressure. Which is cool. I think that winning means so much. Yeah. Then. You know, and Xander, if you gave him a hundred putts from that spot, oh my god, I don't think he three putts more than once or twice. Well, how about <clears throat> he would never putt one. 10 feet past yeah, the hole. Exactly. I mean, that was right. crazy. We, we always joke about gun, gun, gun <laughs> yeah. town. I mean, he took a serious trip there. I mean, he, as soon as he hit it, it was yeah. like, oh, man. what? Yeah. The... Him and Reed both said they got gusted. So now we have a new That's term right, a new the turn. golf parlance. And then Xander on the first hole regulation does the same thing, a lo- much longer putt, but this time he came up way short. Oh, my God, that was yeah. It was almost like that came other up putt. 30 feet short. But that being said, I do want to ask about Xander before we move on. I, I do really like him. Last year, I had this interesting bet with a um, a Twitter follower, and I lost, of course, but I had 10-to-1 odds on Xander. And it was after this event that he won last year, I made some joking tweet that he was going to win all the majors. And some guy's like, oh, you want to bet on it? And I was like, well, let me look up the odds. And it was 10-to-1 that he was going to win a major. Mm. And every single major, he was, like, on the board oh, at yeah. some yeah. point. right. And he's another guy. I think he already has what five wins, or, or you know, he mm-hmm. he wins four, four wins. Yeah. He wins. He's he's great in the final rounds. Um, at the majors, he's been in the top ten. It seems like in like half of his career starts already. A mm-hmm. um, couple close calls, close call at the players. So like I I really like Xander. This so this was you know afterwards he said I should have won this tournament. Yeah. I know it. Everyone should have known it. Right. Everyone knows it. I agree, but. I mean, we still like him going forward, right? I mean, yeah. maybe maybe we should hold this, or we're going to talk about him with with some of the season. Yeah, I mean, or, yeah. I don't, I don't, I actually don't have him. Okay, for, yeah, same. But you know, now's now's the year to bet on him in the major. He's still probably in the twenties at at every one. At every one, but uh, where he was ten to one to win a major at all last year, I'm seeing now he's like six to one. Okay, this year. Yeah. so people have come around. I think the Masters now he's sixteen to one, whereas like last year he was still at twenty five right, right. five to one. And I I had him last year at the Masters at at thirty or forty. Yeah, yeah. I mean, yes. that sounds right. That, yeah, like that. I, I think great. it might have been forty. I think I had him at forty because I had Cantley at eighty. Can you imagine? Amazing. Oh, man, I'm so on point. What great <laughs> bets. Too sharp. Yeah, too sharp. Too sharp. Too sharp. Too sharp. Anyway, great win for Justin Thomas. All right, we are going to stop now for a sec to stop, to talk about golf fitness with Golf Digest senior editor Ron Kaspersky. Uh, we have a great chat with him. He's got some some good tips for how uh, even people like me who are in terrible regular shape can get into at least good golf shape for, for the season, and it'll help you uh, on the course this year. So you still have plenty of time. It's you know just hit January, especially for us in the Northeast. We're not even. Well, we've had some warm days. You could sneak out yeah, there, but we're not really into full season for yeah. another few months. So you got some time to, uh, you know, shed some weight and, and do what else. So anyway, have a listen to our chat with Ron Kaspersky. Okay, we are happy to have with us uh, Golf Digest fitness editor Ron Kaspersky. And seeing how we're in early January and Alex is coming off a uh, holiday season, which we had about 35 chocolate chip cookies a day. <laughs> Uh, what better occasion than than now to, to talk about fitness and golf fitness and how we get ourselves back into shape and maybe thinking about big things in 2020? And the timing is even better because uh, Golf Digest just came out with this list of the 50 best golf fitness trainers in America, and it's worth noting that we did a list two years ago, the 50 best golf fitness professionals. So, Ron, first question is, uh, why are those two lists different, and what does that mean? Yeah, the reason we changed from professionals to trainers is we felt like we need a better we needed a better connect with the average golfer. So everyone on the list, uh, this current list, is someone you could actually go get training from. Whereas in the past we had some people that were more 
um, suited for like medical or um, they worked with tour pros. Um, they just weren't really accessible to the average, you know, trainers golfer. for the stars sometimes. Yeah. Mm. Um, so there are several people who aren't on this list that are actually really very good trainers. They're just not somebody you're going to be able to call and, and get a session mm-hmm. from. Right. And I mean, it's worth noting that when you're talking about golf fitness trainers, this is, it goes without saying that there is a certain level of criteria you're looking for with when talking about golf as relates to, or as, or comparison to, I just want to get in better shape 2020. So what are you looking for when you're talking about golf fitness trainers? Okay. So, I mean, there, there is one certification, uh, process out there right now. Uh, that wasn't necessarily the barometer we use to select these trainers, um, but it did help. Um, I'm talking about the Titleist Performance Institute, TPI, as it's commonly referred to. Um, most of the trainers on this list did have that certification, which means they have a basic understanding of how the body moves in the golf swing and how you need to train to emphasize those movements and also protect yourself from injuries. So when we were looking at these people, we wanted to know, A, what was their knowledge of golf? which I think is, is as important as their knowledge of fitness. And um, most of the people on this list, you would argue, probably know the golf swing better than a lot of golf instructors mm-hmm. do. That's how well they're into the biomechanics of it. I mean, yeah, that's an interesting thing, which is, you know, you, know, you talk about injury prevention and or performance. You know, so much of it is based on the specifications of your body and what you can do. So how much are these guys prescribing uh, exercises or workout regimens uh, based around your specific body requirements? Yeah, well, let me answer that in two parts. The first is everybody on the list does something called a screen. So when they meet a client for the first time, they actually put them through the paces to know what their limitations are, what their strengths and limitations are. And then they base their workouts and what they're going to do for them on that screen. Uh, the other part to that is if you think about it, um, we're basically asking people of limited physical ability of ages ranging from you know 15 to 70 everybody plays golf uh to model themselves after the the most elite athletes in the world the rory (laughs) mcelroy's the tiger woods um that's ridiculous so to think that you're gonna you know train somebody to have the golf swing of uh tour pro is just silly they need to have training that emphasizes what they're capable of doing and I think that's another emphasis on this list is these people obviously understand that look we're not going to turn you into you know Justin Thomas okay what we are going to do is take what you have and make it better and that's really what golf fitness is all about obviously it's a very complicated topic golf fitness versus fitness in general but I guess to to someone who really has no comprehension of that, what what would be some of the biggest differences that separate golf fitness from just being in great shape? Right. So I've said this time and time again, the body isn't designed to swing a golf club. Hmm. So there's all you're already starting from a deficit of there are going to be things you physically can or cannot do that if you were looking at Iron Byron or the you know mm-hmm. the model golf swing that it's just going to be impossible for you mm-hmm. without hurting yourself over time. Uh, you know, you see guys like Jason Day who have wonderful golf swings. They're always getting hurt. Well, mm-hmm. there's a reason for that. I mean, golf is not a biomechanically natural movement. You know mm-hmm. what I mean? So when you, when you talk about golf fitness, the, the biggest difference between fitness and golf fitness is we're trying to um, make the body, um, let's say, handle 
the stress of the golf swing versus um, just getting in shape, getting stronger, getting faster, getting healthier, which I think is just sort of the, you know, the overarching topics of when you talk about getting in shape or mm-hmm. what, what regular fitness is compared to golf fitness. Golf fitness is trying to prep the body for the rigors of playing golf. And I know that sounds silly. A lot of people will be rolling their eyes, right. rigors of playing golf. But over time, it does take its toll. No, sure. I mean, you sure. talk about going yeah. on your golf trips, you're playing seven, you know, oh, yeah. being in golf shape is a real thing. Yeah, absolutely. What I was going to say is, um, okay, let's take let's take Alex for a second. He's getting mm-hmm. up there in years. He's, he's uh, <laughs> maybe not in the shape he wants to be in that he once was. Uh, and he says, you know what? I really want to get in shape this year, A. B, I also want to have a really good golf season. I want to get myself, I want to add... 10 or 15 more yards off the tee um, or whatever. Are those two different processes or is it the same process? Uh, it, they are different. Um, and would you, you would go to two different people? No, um, I think I think you can one-stop shop that. Um, everybody on our list is definitely qualified to get you in shape. A mm-hmm. lot of them uh, specialize in other areas of fitness as well as golf. They just happen to you know be uh, you know very good at golf training. Um, that being said, I think the thing you have to remember, especially with somebody like Alex versus somebody. <laughs> but who, Alex looks great. Though. I'm just right, picking we'll, up. We'll he looks great. Although this Jerry no. Coke is definitely <laughs> not part of what is. I definitely okay. could use some help. All right, we'll, yeah, we'll set him aside. <laughs> uh, there's a lot of overlap in terms of getting in shape and getting in golf shape. Mm-hmm. However, the things that you're trying to stress when you're getting in golf shape are things like, um, for example, making your body more stable. Mm-hmm. We talk about stability mm-hmm. a lot. And there's an old funny saying that you can't fire a cannon from a canoe. So if you're trying to pick up swing speed, you're not going to be able to do it if your body's not stable enough hmm. to handle that speed. You know, it's like mm-hmm. imagine swinging a golf club on a frozen lake. You know, you're going to mm-hmm. fall over. Sure move off the lake though and you should be able to swing it just fine now you've got stability that's that's a basic primary goal in golf fitness is getting more stable which by the way a lot of people believe once you're more stable it almost like sets a switch off in your brain to allow you to become more mobile Mm -hmm. because the body feels like it's not going to you know you're not going to get hurt if you're stable you're going to be your range of motion will improve just based on that one notion of you know, my core is stronger now. Mm-hmm. I know that sounds like... No, I get it. Yeah, it's it's a little bit counterintuitive when you first learn about it, but it's actually true that uh, you can actually improve your flexibility without even training flexibility. Sure. Hmm. Well, I, go ahead. I was going to say, with this list um, of trainers, I know you also had a story that kind of had 12 exercises that every golfer should be doing right now. Yeah. Right, and it came from some of the, the people on this list. Obviously. Now, to me... That sounds like so many things because I don't, I don't. Well, it's not doesn't have to do all twelve okay, at once. Okay, fine. That's what I, that's what I'm gonna ask for. My my New Year's resolution is not even to do those things, but it's just to read that article and just see <laughs> if I might Excellent. be tempted into doing it. So what you know, for someone like that, you throw out the twelve. What, what maybe what what are three or five that I could start with? Sure. Well, I don't. I, I won't necessarily single out any of the exercises on that list per se. But what I, will, what I would say is the first thing you should do, everybody who's listening out there, is walk more. Okay. I don't know anyone who doesn't have a smartphone that doesn't count steps. Mm-hmm. And I think at minimum you should be walking 10,000 steps a day, every day, every single yeah. day. Um, if you really want to push it 12 to 13,000 steps, okay. that's about six miles of walking a day. It sounds crazy, but if you've got a dog, if you have right. a commute – uh, if you take the stairs instead of the, the elevator, you're taking the stairs you know, on the way up here. Alex, I don't want to do it. It's, <laughs> that's it's true. too long. It's true. You would be surprised how much more functionality you get out of your body simply by moving more. So that would be the first step. The second thing, and you know, this is something. This shouldn't be a revelation to anyone. Is you got to have a strong core. 
And by core, I mean the muscles that start to surround your midsection, front and back. We always worry about, you know, the six pack or whatever. Well, the muscles on the back side of your body are probably more important to golf than the front side. You know, we talk about the posterior chain versus the anterior chain. Those posterior muscles like the hamstrings, the glutes, mm. uh, the lats, you know, all those muscles really come into play in golf much more so than you would think. You know, most people are thinking about the front side because you're standing in front of the golf ball. Right. That's not really the case. So I would definitely work work on the things that you're probably weakest at. And one of them is going to be, um, you know, I, I don't want to sound sexist here, but when you go to the gym, you see women doing flexibility exercises mm -hmm. and men doing strength training exercises. You know, there's, there's the woman right. doing yoga and there's the guy right. doing the bench press. They should flip that. Mm -hmm. You know, there's definitely deficiencies on both sides. Women aren't necessarily as strong as men and men aren't necessarily as flexible. Right. So you got to think about what things aren't I really good at? We all want to do the things we're good at, but you really have to focus. It's almost like ignoring right. the short game right. area in right. golf. You know what I mean? Right. So those are just a few things. Walk more, work on your core strength, and focus on the posterior well, chain. Well, I'm not good at anything, either flexibility or, or strength. Did you do the presidential fitness uh, when you were a kid? Oh, I was, I was awful. I really? I was You're horrible. a good athlete, though. Yeah. Eh, no, you know what got me was the arm hang or the flex, whatever. The pull-ups? The pull-ups pull are tough. That, yeah. that was tough. I can do a few pull-ups now, though. Look at you. Maybe, maybe a couple. Well, okay, this goes back to uh, my question before about golf fitness and, and fitness in general being are they two different things, which is I realize that, that a lot of our preconceived notions about, um, you know, golf and, you know, like weightlifting is bad for you, like those, a lot of those things have been proven wrong. Mm -hmm. However, um, you know, you hear these stories about guys adding a lot of bulk that that might be counterproductive because mm -hmm. it'll limit your flexibility. Sure. So so talk to me about that. Like, again, you go to the gym. Some guys want to go and they want to add some muscles because right. they want to look good. Well, we're, but we're talking about DeChambeau right now, right? right. He's, he's trying sure. to bulk up. Right. Yep. Yeah, I don't um, – I don't fall into a camp that says that if you change physiologically your body, especially for the better in his case, that it's going to be a detriment to your golf game. What I see, and, it, and clearly is a case with Scott Stallings, is there's an opportunity to overtrain, mm -hmm. putting too much emphasis on fitness. I think Tiger is another mm -hmm. prime example. There was a point where maybe you know, he needed to dial it back. Mm -hmm. And Rory, there's another example. So it's not necessarily what they're doing, it's how much they're doing it. Mm. Because once you, every hour you spend in the gym is an hour you're not practicing golf or doing some other right. thing. So, so to be clear, you're not saying that they're in such great shape that they become worse golfers. What you're saying is that that attention to physical fitness has maybe come at the expense of the specific golf skills. Yeah, and I think, I think that's the part that gets overlooked often when people talk about, you know, the detriments of training. It's not training, it's overtraining. It's right. overdoing anything, right. really. Right. I mean, there's, there's guys and gals out there that spend too much time on the golf course and they right. get burned out, mm -hmm. you know. So you have to think of it in like that. There's just uh, no way that anyone who's getting stronger is hurting themselves athletically. That, does, mm -hmm. that makes no sense to anyone. Mm -hmm. All right. So you've been doing this for, I, mean, I know you've been a golf digest for longer than me. It's like 15 years or so. And you've been a fitness editor pretty much that entire time. So talk to me about some sort of tectonic shifts in golf fitness and kind of perspectives of golf fitness like what's changed the most i think that what's changed the most is we'll get back to what you started with is the fact that people were just getting in shape as their fitness training for golf that's mm -hmm. where it started they didn't realize that there should be a connection to hey what is the body actually doing during the golf swing what muscles need to be trained to make that happen and also how do i prevent myself from getting hurt mm -hmm. in the process of doing that over time 
that's where golf uh, fitness has really evolved is now it's a much more scientific approach. Uh, there's, you know, 3D, mm-hmm. you know, motion, you know, uh, 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 what's the word I'm looking for? 3D motion kind of captures mm-hmm. of people's swings where you can actually see what's going on biomechanically. And I think that's where the focus has shifted to now is that they know specifically how to train people just to marry to what they're doing on the golf course versus, hey, you know, I just want to, you know, mm-hmm. feel better, look better, be stronger, more flexible, whatever the goal was prior to that. Now it's performance-based. Um, you know, this exercise will help you pick up five miles an hour swing mm-hmm. speed. This exercise will uh, stabilize your shoulder girdle so you can mm-hmm. safely decelerate a golf club, mm-hmm. those type of things. I mean, there's so many things I want to ask you about because I'm actually fascinated by this whole topic. I remember uh, a few years ago we did the Golf Digest Combine, which was we worked Mm. with a trainer to kind of come up with a series of tests or diagnostics to see how capable your body is of making, you know, I guess professional caliber golf swings. And a lot of it was about sort of the symmetry of your functionality. That's so, a big thing. So, so talk to me about what that means exactly. Yeah, so, um, well, you play hockey, right? I do, yeah. quite well, actually. Yeah. I'm kidding. Not, so <laughs> suck right now, hockey, but. baseball, uh, there's certain sports where we'll call them one-sided sports, mm-hmm. where basically the muscles on one side of your body uh, are being used much more than the other. And because of that, you, it, you develop uh, asymmetries in your, you know, your your muscular um, uh, body composition. Um, a great way of thinking about it is, you know, those big radio antennas you see mm-hmm. out and, you know, you know, out in a, on somebody's farm or whatever, and they're always held up by a bunch of tension lines on all sides. Mm-hmm. Well, if one of those tension lines on one side loses its tension, the whole thing's coming down. Mm-hmm. So if you think of your spine as, as sort of that radio tower and the muscles as the tension lines, mm-hmm. if one side isn't really that strong or not as strong or not as functional as the other side, sooner or later it's going to cause you injuries to your, uh, to your skeletal system. And that's where we have, or even soft tissue for that matter. So that's where, you know, basically golf, even though you're training for a one-sided sport, right. you really need to be training for both sides. So, you know, there's golfers out there that swing left-handed as much as they swing right-handed, or whatever their dominant side is, just to sort of kind of get the muscles working in, in more, much more of a balanced nature. Mm-hmm. Mm. Um, all right. So, you know, we, we pick on Alex. We say, oh, you know, he's not paying attention. But he plays a lot of golf, and he walks when yeah. he plays golf. So um, what would you say to person X who's, you know, listen, I don't go to the gym um that much but i play a lot of golf mm-hmm. and i walk when i i walk when i play golf Great. is that is that enough from a you know fitness golf even for, and from a golf fitness standpoint um that's a tough one um is it enough probably not and the reason i say that is because you really are ignoring half of your body mm-hmm. you know in terms of physical fitness because your body will i mean over time no matter how much you play the muscles on one side are definitely going to get overtrained versus the other. I don't care if you're, you know, going out once a week or whatever. Over time, that will take its toll. So I think it's a good start walking and playing golf. I do it. I mean, mm-hmm. I do, that's the only way I play. Um, but I also think like there's other things you're going to have to do in your life to sort of counteract that one-sided mm-hmm. nature of right. golf. Well, you mentioned core strength, and uh, you know, again, I know no- nothing about this stuff, but I do know core. That's you do planks, right? Is that planks are great. Okay, one. so is that much better than sit-ups? Much better than sit-ups. So, yeah. so someone like me, I should try some planks. You mentioned hamstrings. Like I would never even. I have no idea 
how to. The hamstrings are tied to your back. Like your no, I, all, I get that, it now. That's and, your posterior always, chain. I, yeah. I like can barely bend over, and when I do, like my hamstrings are always sore. So yeah. I probably have really weak hamstrings. So like, I, if I tried to address that specifically, what would be something I could do? I would say probably ninety-five percent of amateur golfers have really weak hamstrings, <laughs> and most of the reason for that is they sit all day. Yeah, and basically when they do work leg muscles they're typically not working the back side of the muscle they're working the front side of the leg so mm-hmm. for hamstrings i mean some of the best exercises are deadlifts you know just a simple olympic and by the way i should stress this i should say this from the beginning when you get into golf fitness or fitness in general you know you got to take baby steps you got to crawl before you walk and you got to walk before you run so i would focus simply on body weight exercises mm-hmm. to start you know things that you're you can handle without external loads but when you start to kind of ramp up your your fitness then you can start getting into you know like deadlifts and things mm-hmm. like that They're, that's a really important exercise i think for golfers because your glutes and your hamstrings play such a role in generating power in the golf swing and also staying in posture well and and then you you mentioned yoga just briefly before and i know joel who we work with has tried it you try i do it. a lot of yoga and uh who who did we talk to last year oh amanda balionis yes. and these people swear by yoga not only from a general fitness but but also golf specifically i mean what is that something that a trend that you're seeing kind of taken off? And is and if someone can someone just try that without maybe doing some of the other in in the gym stuff? I I am not a big I am not a big proponent of yoga uh, okay. per se as a way of training for golf. Okay, I think yoga is great. Right. I mean, don't get me wrong. I think for flexibility, mm-hmm. just for peace of mind, stress relief, you're definitely going to you know see some benefits from doing yoga. But yoga, I mean, it's a completely different. It's it's like what we talked about at the beginning. You were coming back around to it again. That's that's for somebody who wants to get in shape, okay. not for somebody who wants to get in golf shape. Now, I'm not saying it's going to hurt your golf swing, right. but it's not going to be necessarily specifically beneficial to playing golf. What all, I mean, a lot of yoga is poses and stability. Wouldn't Isn't that everything you're talking about? You know, it's shooting a cannon from a canoe, like being able to chair pose or all these things that are holding your body in a position is the same thing as, is you know, having a solid a position and address to, to fire through the ball. I, I Don't get me wrong. I definitely think that if you did yoga – Mm-hmm. Your, your your range of motion is probably going to be a lot better than someone who does not, mm-hmm. but it doesn't necessarily correlate to performance in golf the way, you know, golf sure. specific training would. Yeah. Okay. Gotcha. It, there there are yoga moves that are great for golfers. Right. You know, they actually absolutely are specific to golf, but they weren't designed for golf. They weren't thought of as a way of. Right. So you're just kind of like you know, haphazardly, like, mm-hmm. picking things that somehow might benefit you. I got you. You're going to hate this question. I'm going to ask it anyway. I, you know, you mentioned, like, I do play hockey and I actually do some yoga. I mean, other things, like, if I was to say, you know, the one thing, and you can't say walking, <laughs> the, the one thing um, that you should be doing uh, in it to be a better golfer, like another sport, like, if you were going to say one other thing that you should also be doing. Sport or activity. Sport or activity. Oh, so it could be, like, running on a treadmill. Yeah. Yeah. It could be yoga. It yeah. could be CrossFit. Like, you would say what? How about raking leaves? Whoa, whoa! I do Alex that. is very good at that. <laughs> I know that's that's sort of you know we're in the, the north. What if you live in a treeless neighborhood? Or, Ever or the leaves never drop. Actually, raking leaves isn't bad. Yeah. Picking up leaves is the yeah that's, worst. That's not good. But Although ra- that's great. That's great for your hamstring. Well, they're very sore the next day. Yeah, you're right. So, uh, yeah. Shoveling snow. Oh, yeah. Um, you know, a, a lot of household things that mm-hmm. we kind of 
You're, you're rolling your eyes. What did you want me to <laughs> I'm say? I'm saying yeah. it's like, um, you know, he if you wanted had, you if to you say to, hockey, probably. No, he's no. a big hockey guy. If you had to, no, if you had to, no, if you had to pair <laughs> golf, like I have one, like I'm passionate about golf. I want to be golf, but I want to pair it with something else that I do. You would say, what should they do? Pair it with something else you would do. I mean, and, and like it could be like the elliptical trainer. Mm-hmm. It could be, um, Okay. This is why I knew you'd hate the question. Well, it's it's, like, it's it's a tough one because everybody has you know right, their right. own um, stand up paddleboard. Great, perfect. Wow. Yeah. yeah, stand up paddleboard. Yeah, a you have to use both sides of your body. Mm-hmm. B there's a there's a, a almost like a, a ground up um, sequence to to paddling. I mm-hmm. mean, you have to be stable. There's there's a, a lot of similarities in that. So I would look for things where um, basically you have to generate leverage with the ground. Mm-hmm. And also things where you have to work in multiple planes of motion. That's the one thing that people don't really talk about a lot. Fitness trainers do, but the average golfer probably never thinks about it. But there's basically three ways you can move, forward and backward, side mm-hmm. to side, and rotational. Mm-hmm. Okay, all those things are in the golf swing. So if you go to the gym and all you're doing are things in one plane of motion, you're really not helping yourself. So you should look for things that you can do in multiple planes of mm-hmm. motion. Hockey's one. Mm-hmm. I mean, you know, mm-hmm. definitely rotation. You got to go forward. You got to go side. You got to go backward, too, which is great for your hamstring. Mm-hmm. Um, so those those types of things. Um, trying to think of what else might be good that you would um, – well, I mean, everybody does the comparison to baseball. But there definitely is there definitely is a sequence to how you swing a baseball bat, and it's definitely similar to the way you would swing a golf club. Well, I mean, I was gonna say Max Adler is probably the best player in our in our company. Also, was a fantastic tennis player. This is why Max pisses yeah. me off so much. But and I mean, skier, and yeah, he's annoying. Yeah. So uh, tennis but, is great except for one thing: your elbows get crushed when you play golf and they get crushed you when you play tennis. yeah i yeah. actually when yeah. i because i play a lot of you tennis too yeah. and i i have like a lot of tendonitis type well, issues this is a very bougie country club statement i'm about to make <laughs> but if you belong to a country club in the winter time they tend to want you to play paddle yes i don't play paddle and the reason i don't play paddle is my elbows take a beating mm. every right. golf season and i need this time to get them back to you know neutral again that's a good point. Sam yeah. mentioned, sorry, Sam mentioned the treadmill before. That's the only thing I ever do, and I'm, I think you're gonna say that it does nothing for me. But no, maybe you won't. No. Okay, oh, okay, okay, good. That's the, that's the only thing I do, and I, I do intervals. I'm hip. I'm, I'm intervals are great. Intervals, but so but that's about all I do. But here's two tips okay. for you if yeah. you're really serious about using a treadmill okay. as a as a fitness tool for golf. Carry a nine iron. What? Uh, <laughs> walk walk sideways and backwards on the treadmill. Okay. You can do it at a slow speed. Okay. Don't worry. Two two point five miles an hour is just fine. Okay. So you got to vary that. The other thing, unplug it. Unplug oh, it. You got to work hard. That's you good. You got to push. Wow. And it's it's safer. And you want to talk about having strong legs, glutes, you know, hamstrings. By the time you're done, you know, you're going to be an Adonis. So it, not have it on at all. No. You can unplug just it. get Absolutely. it. Absolutely. Really. Yep. Yeah, no, that sounds fine. Those, those are two good ways. And of, could you do the sideways and backwards that way too? Yeah, that'd be that really hard. Really right? Tough. Okay, I'd be well, impressed. I want to okay. see that. Yeah, no, I, I probably can. And a related question: Tiger always talks about you know his running regimen and how that prepared him to be uh, you know competitive in the most important moments uh, of tournaments. Cardiovascular fitness, as it relates to golf, mm. yep. how important is it? Very. And it, it's very not so much not so much from the aspect of oh you know you're going to be tired on the 16th mm. hole if you don't do cardio. I mean, let's face it, you're, you're just walking out there. You should be fine. It's more important that your level of performance when you swing definitely goes, declines 
as the round progresses if you're not in shape. That's why when people always talk to me about cardio for golf, I tend to talk about intervals or anything that's like a burst activity mm -hmm. where you're doing something frantically for a couple of seconds followed by rest. Mm -hmm. That's really a better way to train cardiovascularly for golf. You want your heart rate up and down, and a good way to measure it is, all right, get on that treadmill with Alex next time and uh, check your heart rate. Let's say it's at 150 at the end of a one-minute run at six and a half miles an hour. I'm just making this up. Mm -hmm. You want to see how quickly your heart rate goes down after that. So within a minute, it should drop between 10 to 20 beats. Otherwise, you're probably not in as good a shape as you could so be. So you want to get from your – we just – you know, you have our friends at Whoop. They gave us all these mm -hmm. uh, wearables so we can monitor our resting heart rate and our sort of max heart rate. So you want your max – heart rate to and then return to your resting heart rate as quickly as possible or a lower heart rate no i yeah i think that what you're looking for is is a drop between 10 and 20 percent mm -hmm. over the first minute of mm -hmm. resting period so say you're running at six and a half and then you drop it down to three and a half and mm -hmm. walk while you're still holding on or looking at your heart rate uh, monitor it should be down by 10 to 20 percent within a minute and if it's not that's a good key indicator that you're probably not in as good a shape as you need to be keep training mm. and I, you know different ages different mm -hmm. levels of physicality i should stress that i'm just kind of putting out you know these are just hypothetical yeah. numbers but a good benchmark for heart rate when you're working as 150 beats per minute right. i know a lot of people get it up to 170 to 180 that's fine but i think that's if you're not getting it above 150 when you're doing cardio you're probably not working hard enough mm. right so, and again, just uh, broadly speaking for a second, your advice in terms of getting fit for golf is just find a bunch of videos on YouTube and and, and then you're off and running, correct? Negative. <laughs> <laughs> I, sh I, should, I should be selling Golf Digest schools right now for our, for our great uh, fitness video platform. Well, but yeah. No, I, the first, if you're serious about it, you got to go get screened. I mean, hmm. even if it's just for your, your, your general care physician to like check you out and make sure that you're okay, I would prefer you go see one of the trainers on our list or somebody else who's qualified and just find out, you know, where, where you're starting from. Mm -hmm. um, if you're not going to do that, and I know a lot of people won't do that, then you need to take baby steps. Like I said, you know, the walking, uh, you know, some, some light cardio, uh, body weight training, that sort of thing. Maybe upping the household chores just mm -hmm. to kind of get your, you know, blood flowing and moving. Another great way to prep before you, you know, get started so you don't get hurt, hot shower. Yeah, just hot something. Shower. That's right up your alley. Wow. You can handle I can that. I could do that. All I got to do is stand in there. Yeah. No, you need the hot water. Yeah, I can handle that. Yeah. What about seriously? I had just thought about this. Um, weighted golf clubs for people who are like, you know, like my son's. You know, he's crazy about golf right now, and he's fourteen. Like, wants to get have faster swing speed. Mm, they're terrible. Okay. Yeah. Good. Why? For one thing, um, how can I explain? Basically, uh, if you're if you're swinging a club that's too heavy, um, it's gonna it, it's gonna uh, the really club's going to start swinging you a little bit. That, and you're going to swing out of sync, mm -hmm. okay? Uh, it's it's just more important to get the, uh, we call it the kinematic sequence, which is basically from the ground up. You know, it starts with pushing into the ground and works up through your torso and then out to your arms and then, of course, the club. The heavier the club, the harder it is to actually activate the kinematic sequence. You're going to be out of rhythm. Uh, you're, you're, you're not going to, you know, really get faster that way. Um, former Major League Baseball pitching coach Tom House, mm -hmm. who's uh, – just been a tremendous addition to the golf fitness family talks about how to increase swing speed and his favorite way is throwing mm. um and he, he and he and he throws different weights not just heavier balls or lighter balls but like there's a there's a definitely a mix of all those in there and that's basically a way to learn how to pick up swing speed wow, wow that's great 
Well, this is fantastic. This is so inspiring that the last 20 minutes of this interview, Alex was doing burpees the entire time. So, um, And I am going to read these 12 exercises. Yeah, yeah, and I'll pick a few absolutely. to maybe try. There we go. I'm inspired. There, Thanks, Ron. You know, it's, it's all good stuff. And I think this is – I'm excited you guys wanted to talk about this today because we are at a point in the year where everyone starts the, the old New Year's resolution yes. stuff. Mm-hmm. I'm going to get in shape and all that. And if you want to marry it to your golf game, you certainly can do that uh, with, you know – as we just pointed out, just some simple things. Mm-hmm. Fantastic. Very well, cool. Ron Kaspersky, really informative. Thank you so much. Thank you. Thanks, Ron. All right. Thanks again to Ron Kaspersky for joining us. Uh, and now we're going to talk, uh, let's talk a little gambling. Obviously, we, we're doing a, a gambling segment every week now, but this week we decided we were going to talk a little more about the season in general uh, and also about the Sony Open. So, um, Although first off, we just heard devastating. We're all Giants fans here. We're devastating news. We're not morale. Gonna, morale is at an morale is low right all now. Time. So I'm just going to say that might have hurt the energy. Might hurt <laughs> the energy. Is Matt has Rule left not the building to the Giants? I mean, we can't even hire the Baylor. We can't even get an interview. It's pretty embarrassing. Can't even get an interview. I'll try and. It's embarrassing. I'll try and recover some. We're pet. tough. Yeah. We'll, we'll we'll get. <laughs> we we'll, we'll show some grit. Yeah. I'm very. Um, dis- I'm very sad. Right but let's talk about the. The, the four majors, obviously, we're going we're gonna to make some way, way too early predictions on majors. Although, Steve, it's sometimes smart because we're looking at some of these odds, and they're going to change. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So if you really like someone, like I'm talking about Xander Shoffley here, Xander wins a couple early events. Obviously, all of a sudden, his odds go way down for these these majors. So that being said, um, I guess let's go around. Steve, you you, you go first. Mm-hmm. Your, um, your four major champions okay. of 2020 yeah like you said now's the time to get your bets down because you know likely their odds are going to decrease so first for the masters i like brooks kepka i think you know he came out yesterday and said he's healthy he's going to play in abu dhabi next week so nine to one are his odds he's the he's the favorite but you know we saw him almost win last year we saw him be so dominant in the majors the last you know three years so if he's healthy I think he's rightfully the favorite. I like him at nine to one. Then I like at the PGA, Rory. He won the the match play there at Harding Park uh, when it was hosted there a couple years ago. He's at ten to one. So I like Rory. Kind of comes in under the radar maybe if he doesn't win the Masters. Then at the U.S. Open at Wingfoot in our backyard, I like Tiger. He wow. avenges uh, wow. you know his missed cut there. Uh, so fourteen to one, pretty good. You're gonna need a really have control of your golf ball at wing foot the way they're going to have it set up so i like tiger if he's healthy and at the open i like john rom 16 to 1 i don't think you're going to get better odds than that his odds are probably only going to go down so uh and if you parlay all those together because we see all these guys on twitter nowadays if if you parlay them all and Mm -hmm. you somehow win some guy did that last year five bucks you would win one hundred forty thousand dollars. so there you go take that to the bank Wow, that's crazy because those are all big names and not really even all below odds. twenty to one. Yeah, you know I, when I was coming through making up my list, it's amazing, and I think we've talked about this. How many guys are near number one? How many great players there are now? I mean, we always talk about how the you know the overall fields are deeper these mm-hmm. days, but and then you know the, the old guys are oh, but there were so many better champions back in the day. I mean, look at the guys now. I'm, you're coming up with four major winners here, and. I keep whoever I make my list of. I'm leaving off multiple huge, big <coughs> name guys. Right. Um, you mentioned before Xander. You had a yeah. bet on him last year. Yeah. And everyone thinks this is the year. Right. 
it's the year for Cantley too. It's the year for Rom exactly. too. It's like it's, Rory guys, has to yeah, win. It's like Brooks always it's John Rom. DJ's got to win another one. Yep. Like you know, tie. It's incredible. Um, all right, you give your four, Chris. Also, I. just to go back, yep. you guys were saying before, bet on guys now because of the odds. You can also look at it the other way, where if say Brooks Kepka has a couple miscuts, yes. he drops. That's so true. there's 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 that difference. Yeah, if a guy is already that. really right. low. Right, you can wait, especially a Brooks who's not going to yes. play much. Right. He's going to go to the he Middle East. He might tie for fifty like, somewhere. Exactly, it depends right. where their odds are. So right. Kepka is a good example because he's the lowest they right. could be. So maybe yep. you right. wait. They're not going to get any lower than they are now That's unless true. he wins like three yeah. times. Right. But someone right. like. You know, Rom at the open, we saw he's twenty to one. Right. He's probably gonna. That's probably gonna go lower. As yeah, we get you should closer. lock. So. Uh, yeah, Rom, you should lock in. Yeah, maybe not yep. Brooks. Maybe not DJ. Guys who have been mm-hmm. out injured. Right. Um, you know, people want to see what they do. They're they're not gonna care that much about some of these yeah. early events that yeah. they play in. It's all about finding value. Right. Yeah. Right. So I I I put a lot of stuff down, but uh, I'll go with Rom at the Masters. I just think mm. it's. He's contended the last few yep. times. It's kind of time. Um, long shot, by the way. Your boy, Webb Simpson, is sixty to one to win the Masters. Yep. Wow. The guy is on like an all-time heater right now, yep. and he and he tied for fifth there last he year. He just never wins. Right. right. <laughs> but he's <laughs> that's a always in the mix, he, uh, yeah. and he's playing as well right. as he has, ever yep. has. Yep. Right. Uh, PGA, I'll go with Brooks. I'll probably bet on Kepka at the PGA for the next decade. Yeah. I think. That's a good um, point. By the way, Gary Woodland's fifty to one for the PGA. He, what was he runner up? Runner up for that match play? Exactly. At Harding, at Harding Park. Park. Fifty to one. Um, yeah. U.S. Open, I'll go with Dustin, even though I'm kind of not as high on him right now. Um, Adam Scotts, and I'll look at at Wingfoot too. Henrik Stenson's fifty to one. You got to hit the. You're gonna have to hit the fairway that week for yeah. sure. He does that very well. Um, and then I'll go with Tiger for the Open, and then uh, just. I'm also going to bet on Lee Westwood again. Absolutely. <laughs> so. Westy's last stand. That's right. Westy's <laughs> last stand. You had it last stand. year. It was, oh, it was incredible. It was Royal St. George's. That's where Darren Clark won. Yep. That's Could right. be his that's last true. chance. Old head knee. I'll absolutely. Uh, Crazy bounces left and right. <laughs> I'll to- I'm betting on Lee Westwood. Yeah. What are his odds? He's. I had him 80 to 1 this morning. I'm not going to bet on that now. I think that could drop for sure. Oh, that'll he that could, will you know, not I bet lower. on him last year. I think he was one twenty five yeah. to Oof. one. So eighty to one right now. I wouldn't yeah. I wouldn't bet on him now. Let, let Lee Westwood get to hundred hundred okay. to one and mm-hmm. then throw throw yes. a five spot on wow. him. Wow. This is really tough and, and again I, I reserve the right to change my mind because it's so early. And you said DJ and now I'm thinking, Oh, why didn't I put DJ in? I didn't put Tiger in, by the way, which is like an upset. Shock I'm trying century. to reverse jinx Tiger. <laughs> I'm I'm my smart. official prediction so now is that he's gonna win. He'll win one more regular tournament this year. Um, he will win Bay Hill. Yeah. And I that's like it. That. That's it. That's it. I, I think he'll have a good year. He'll be consistently in the mix, but I, I don't think he's going to win. Again, I, I do, but I'm just saying. Happy <laughs> to be wrong. <laughs> I'll be very happy to be wrong. But I'm not going to pick him to win a major. Um, Masters pick, a guy I've picked three years in a row, uh, and I'm on point. I'm on the same wavelength here with, with Chris. Is John Rahm is my Masters pick. Um, I mentioned Xander before. Tough to pick which one. He plays well at all these events, but I'll just slide him in there at PGA at Harding Park. Uh, not that you know he is a California kid. Not mm-hmm. that that matters mm-hmm. at all. But just I don't know. I couldn't. Nobody else jumped out at that venue for me. Although good point about Rory with the, the match play. But again, match play totally yeah. different uh, scenario. 
U.S. Open is the is the really tough one, and I ended up putting Brooks in there because I just felt like I had to have Brooks at some major. Mm-hmm. But now I'm feeling I I should have DJ at some major and I should have Justin Thomas at some major, and I don't have either of them. So I'm sure I'll get burned there. And then finally, another guy, Rory. How does he not win yep. more majors? Um, it, it's now been over five years since the last win at the PGA Championship um, in 2014. I'm going to pick him to win the Open because he, until last year at his you know homecoming when he just bombed yep. that first day, um, and then of course you know set the world on fire the next yep. day and almost made the cut. Mm-hmm. He's had an incredible open record yep. which is weird because we always think of him as not being able to play in tough conditions and this and that but i really think the greens help him he can be so aggressive on on those slower greens That's a good point and um he makes a lot of long putts and and again you just look at his track record obviously he's won an open um in england by the way and and now goes back there royal st george's um i like Roy. steve put punched these all in for me Five dollars to win two hundred and twenty-eight grand. <laughs> I mean, the, what a parlay! Sounds so nice. Un- it sounds amazing. Yeah, uh, he's, it's, he's gonna have so much less pressure on him after after last. So year. much yeah. less. Yeah. yeah, and that that brings me. I, I wanted to mention we like we like Rom at the yes. Masters. Love Rom uh, on DraftKings. You can do. Um, I mean, I'm sure you could do this anywhere. Like you just you just put them all together to parlay them. But they have a John Rom wins the Masters. Rory wins the Open. I believe it's one fifty to one. I, I like that. I really? Like that yeah, that's like a, that's a well, I love specialized that. part of that. 150 to 1. <coughs> Dang. Yeah. And then if you happen to hit on Rom, then you can just do All a the lot of things. Yeah, yeah a, lot of, a lot of exactly. <laughs> hedging wow. for gardeners. But I like, <laughs> and you have to in that case. I like that. You have to there. Um, any, any other broad blanket statements? I, I wanted to mention one silly prop that we came across, Stephen, that uh, an email from sportbettingdime.com which you know i guess that's that's legit right yeah. and um was the uh brooks kepka will I, again i don't know how they enforce these sort of wagers so i've been a little leery of betting it but brooks kepka will criticize someone for slow play 40 to 1 odds <laughs> i mean isn't this like the lock of the year and what what like exactly what what counts right, that's right. what that's Just what makes quote. me scared about it because all he did last year was criticize people yeah, right. for every, slow play every press conference so i mean I, I guess it, it has to be a specific player obviously but you know he nailed bryson last year to the point where they had mm-hmm. a little talk so he probably wouldn't go back to the well on bryson but anytime he's playing with someone remember he he was playing with jb holmes at the open that oh, last right. day, and people were like, "Gee, surprisingly, Brooks Kepka shot a terrible score with JB Holmes, and, and he right. didn't take the bait. He didn't put excuses, which we, that's what we love about Brooks. But mm-hmm. you know, you almost have to think at some point, uh, if he's paired with someone, maybe in the first or second round, he'd come out and, and kind of say, "I mean, dude, what what the heck is going on here?" Right. So I love that bet. There was a the Bryson will get penalized for slow play bet <laughs> fifty to one. It's never going to happen. They're never going to penalize a right. superstar. Yeah, I mean, I wish they silly. would. Um, but it, it'd be too obvious. And then another one was Reed, Patrick Reed getting DQ'd from an event, seventy-five to one. Now that's interesting because it doesn't, you know, it doesn't have it to be, be him, you know, quote cheating. Yeah, that right. You know, it, it could be him doing anything, yeah. making a Pull mistake, Eddie Pepper and, and, you know, running right. out of golf balls or something. <laughs> so that's an interesting one. But anyway, I love that Brooks Kepka forty to one. I'm just looking at. It. I love the. Uh, all four major winners wearing a Nike shirt or there that. We, you yeah. got Brooks, Tiger, Rory, Reed. I'm, you know, I'm so sure many I'm guys. Forgetting Jason Day. Right. Jason Day. Yeah. Uh, Twenty-five to one that all four major winners are wearing a Nike shirt or hat. I love that. 
There we go. Yeah. I like it. Team Nike. Any other blanket? Uh... And then and our odds are all from MGM Sportsbook. Um, at, they have, for the Masters, they have Sung J.M. at 100 to 1 right now, mm. which I really like, and we'll talk about Sung J in a little bit. To win a major? Open. No, the no, Masters. The Masters. Yeah. Okay. Wow. 100 to 1. It's not going to go any lower than that. So okay. value. Gotta right. look for value. Just All got right. just got a text from my buddy. He's writing an email to John Mara as we speak. Wow, <laughs> this should be good crafting. I mean, again, the Giants. Wow, <laughs> embarrassing. 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 On, on to more important things. Um, all right, let's talk about the Sony Open. That's this week, obviously. Mm-hmm. Steve, first off, at the Century, uh, one of our guys picked uh, Justin Thomas. Yeah, and three we, three of the guys. Three so of the guys. Three our, out of five. Our tour caddy. Okay. Uh, and then yeah, two of our experts, Pat Mayo and Brandon Gadula. So that's seven out of the eleven tournaments Ooh, of the season we've picked. Correctly. Red hot. So. so if you just come in to Golf Digest weekly preview. Look at the five expert picks, five yep. winning picks, right? Wednesday, it pick drops, all five of them. Sometimes yeah. it'll. In this case, you would only have to bet on three guys because three people pick Justin Thomas. Mm-hmm. You're going to hit seven out of eleven. It's almost seventy percent. That sounds like a great guarantee. It's I'm like, sure we'll regress. It's a little like bit. a LeBron free throw. I mean, that's incredible. You have right. a better chance than LeBron yeah. hitting a free right. throw. I mean, that's, it's been a great run. That is quite I a run. I think we're up like you know three hundred units if you mm. bet. And like you said, if you bet like every one of right. our experts' picks, you'd be up 300 units. Right, it's pretty solid. Just nice. don't ever tell Ricky Fowler if no, no, pick no. him again. <laughs> you know, I'm glad you mentioned. I was gonna say, w- my one of my goals this year is to convince you guys of two things: no teaser bets yeah. and no Ricky Fowler win uh, bets. We Just both stop. had Ricky last week. He doesn't Update, win. I've, won, I've won my last two teasers, he NFL did. and college. I, like I might it. retire from retire. them for good. <laughs> And I said I'm going to retire from Ricky, but I've thought about this. It's total textbook Stockholm Syndrome. Yeah. I pack my bags. I'm leaving. And Ricky says, no, sleep on it. Give me one more chance, wake, please. Wake up in the morning. And I wake up. We apologize. And then I bet on him again to win the Masters. You guys were so excited. Unbelievable. That first day at Kapalua. Meanwhile, it's the I, Ricky saw, special. I saw him wearing that stupid pineapple getup. And I was like, you have no chance he, he goes off in the first round yep he hangs around on friday yep. saturday he vanishes from the broadcast makes yeah. a big run then sunday yep. it's oh something's yep. brewing at the 13th hole yeah. Yeah. ricky's three made birdies three in a row, in a row yep. and now he's only four back right and then he ties for fourth yeah yep. and, and then we do it all over again again each way bet them all day yeah. that's the bet yeah. for gotta, sure. move, gotta move just gotta move on all right sony open we mentioned Sung Jae-in before. I think he might be one of your picks as well this week, Steve. He is, yeah. Right. I, I went uh, a heavy three-unit play mm-hmm. on Sung Jae-in. So currently at MGM, he's 22-1. to one. Uh, Love him. I mean, he looked so good at the President's Cup. He looked like one of the best players in the world, and you're getting yep. him as the fifth or sixth best player on this odds board in a weaker field. So we're waiting for Sung Jae to get his first win. It could be here. He plays really well on these coastal courses. And this is a course, wide-eyed, you know, you need to keep the ball in the fairway. The rough is usually very penal. So it kind of brings the shorter hitters into play. Not that Sung Jae is one of the shorter hitters, but, uh, you know, he always hits the fairway. He has total control of his ball into the greens. And, uh, you know, love Sung Jae at 22 to 1. Uh, second pick was Abraham Answer at 55 to 1 right now on MGM. Uh, love him too for the same reasons at, at at the President's Cup he looked so good um, 
and he's still waiting for his first PGA Tour win, just like mm-hmm. Sung Jay. And I think it's a matter of time for both of those guys. So I don't want to miss out on either of those. Those are my two biggest biggest bets. I got uh, Corey Connors at forty to one mm-hmm. this week. I think he's got a little something to prove after not uh, being on the Presidents Cup team. Tied for third here last year. He's finished in the top 13 three times already uh, this season on Fantasy National over his last 50 rounds. He's third in uh, strokes gained ball striking, fifth tee to green, and first off the tee, which is big at Wiley. Got to hit the fairway. Mm -hmm. Um, So I like Connors this week. Um, I toyed with some other guys, but I I haven't pulled the trigger. Find out in the gambling column uh, tomorrow Teaser. if I have another if I have another wow. if I have another pick. Well, first of all, you are red hot right now, <laughs> but it's really you know. it's college football, and you and you and you yes. to the point where you were laying off even NFL because you knew yes. you recognize, and that's sign smart of a NFL, smart gambler, right? You recognize <laughs> yeah, totally that you're now. on point. Chris Power, smart you, you're gambler. You're seeing yeah. the board right now with the college Lighting picks. Up. Um, uh, is, there, it, it, is there anything else in this next week? College, we should be knowing. Yeah, seriously, we got the, we got the national championship. Right. Obviously, Monday, next yeah. Monday, the bowl games are sadly over. Th- those were a lot of fun. Oh, that's true. Had, so had the, good, the that, championship that was, will be before we do this again next week. So yes. we need your official pick. <laughs> I mean, I, I love. I'm definitely gonna bet on Clemson. Woo! That's a, I'm on Clemson. Wow. We're on Clemson. Yeah, we're all on Clemson. Plus six. Yep. I, I don't it's know what points. the – Too many it's points. A lot, it's too much a hype after – I mean, yep. look, that was an all-time beatdown LSU delivered. It was incredible. Right. One of the greatest performances we'll ever see. Oklahoma's a we'll joke. Oklahoma's a joke. But Total Oklahoma's joke. a joke. I don't want to take anything away from – because, it was, again, Joe Burrow – I mean, the first half – it's the best half of football maybe ever yeah. played. Yeah. Oh, my God. But it's a new game. It's two weeks mm-hmm. of time off in between. And yep. Clemson is loaded. Their defense loaded. is defense great. Is yeah. Solid. Yeah. I think it'll be a tight one. And LSU, they've they've blown out everybody. They yep. they have played in some tight games. They played in a tight game at Texas, mm-hmm. tight game against Auburn, Florida. You know, the, this is a big boy team they're playing. Right. It's not. It, they're. I don't think they're going to win by two touchdowns. So yeah. I would definitely take Clemson. I, I it mean, it could be I, a classic sure. game. I, I mean, think. Yeah. Yeah. I'm, I'm I agree. Very Just a, a backdoor touchdown, and you, you cover right. too. If right. LSU, if LSU's up by two, right. the entire game. And the so. way. You, the way Lawrence responds, I mean, that kid is unbelievable. Yep. You know, it's all about Joe Burrow right now. Right, I think is. Trevor Lawrence is right. going to, you know, he'll be the number one draft pick again if, if, if they win yep. uh, outright. Bet on them outright, too. You might as well. Yeah, yeah might as well sprinkle <laughs> a little. Um, Steve, as I don't know if you mentioned this, but seven of eight, sorry, seven of the past eight Sony winners played in the TOC. Ah. Mm. That is, so you, you kind of, so right away, I look at guys who were in Corey the TOC. Corey So that, that yeah. knocks out, I hate to say it, it knocks out a couple of your guys who M and That's okay. uh, answer because they haven't won yet. But I'm just saying, just throwing it out there. Mm-hmm. Um, my guy this week, Steve, I know you you like him too as well. I actually put 10 bucks down on him, which I, I both rarely did. do. 50 to 1 odds, the Todd father, yep. Brendan Todd. <laughs> I, it's like we forget that the guy almost won three tournaments in a yeah. row. It was like a month ago. Winner yeah. odds makers gonna respect right. them. Yeah. Like fifty, 50 to, one to one odds in I mean, this field. In this field, it's not the crazy. Masters. I mean, look, Justin Thomas obviously deserves to be the clear favorite. Yes. He's five to one odds, yeah. which is better than more than double better than anybody else. I think mm-hmm. twelve to one's the next one. Brendan Todd is ten times not less as likely, likely to, win, to win. Less likely to win. I mean, come on. Like and this that. is a coastal course. It's right. similar to the RSM where he yep. almost won yep. a third tournament exactly. in a row. Exactly. So I really love like Brendan that. Todd. Um, another two guys, another guy 50 to one, uh, that I've kind of like is just totally under the radar because of everything that happened in this crazy fall is Sebastian Munoz, mm-hmm. yes. a guy who was in three final pairings during the f- fall season. 
you know, out of nowhere. Great. I mean, he's had an incredible start to the season. Um, and then also back to the RSM, Tyler Duncan, 150 to one. Yep. And he played decently at Kapalua. So, yeah. you know, again, so I, those are guys. I'm not looking at you know Thomas five to one. It's it's ridiculous. Yeah, those are his same odds last week, and only 28 players in the field. Right. So yeah. Exactly. Now you have a full field. Have a full here. field. Um, yeah. So, all right. Anything else on on Sony? A couple long shots yeah. too. Uh, Adam Long, who played last week, 125 to one. He's had a sneaky, really good fall season the last year in general. Yep. Um, also plays well on these coastal courses. And Russell Henley, <clears throat> 100 to one on Henley. Good karma uh, after Great he karma. called the the penalty on himself at the RSM, and he he won the Sony Open a uh, couple of years ago. Record breaking. Yeah. How many how many times do we think Patrick Reed has played uh, has not followed the one ball rule? Oh, um, <laughs> wow! <laughs> Calling him out. I'm not touching no, that. No. That penalty called on himself was in, incredible. Yeah, incredible. No one would have ever eight, known. Eight strokes. A, a, eight strokes. And he was like in contention. Yeah. Sure. Yeah. Yeah. So I bet on Henley the next tournament. I thought there's some good yeah, karma, yeah, yeah. good vibes. Yeah, I like it. He Georgia, cut, damn good dog. Exactly. <laughs> Go Tigers. <laughs> no, I, I like Henley. Hundred to one at a place he's already won. He he could light it up. True. Birdie fest. Mm-hmm. Let's go. Um, we talked about Webb before. Yep. I'm gonna take him top ten. He's plus one fifty. He's wow. he's a top ten machine. That's, yeah. that's what he no, does. No, I mean that's plus one fifty. You're not getting much there, but you might. I mean. And his stats. I, know, I, I found yeah. this out looking just looking back at his. Sony, he finished exactly tied for 13th three straight years. Wow. From 2015 to 2017. Would have lost. Would have lost. But, but <laughs> he finished tied for fourth in, in okay. 18. So. And then I like um, Charles Howell the third is even money over Kevin Kisner matchup bet on the week. I mean, this is the Howell, Charles Howell open. You can, yeah, o- you can always is. count on Howell, and you can't say that the same for Kisner right now. He's not really playing that well. Howell has 10 top 10s at this tournament. He's oh. never missed the cut since playing in it. Legend. So you're guaranteed to make the cut, and then he's just got to beat Kevin And Kisner. he's closing yeah. in on that crazy stat. I jinxed him at the RSM, but he needs, like, I forgot, 100000 or something. He's going to 20 straight years over a million dollars. Only Phil Mickelson has done it. He's 24 consecutive He's years. already at 900. Yeah, he's already at 900. <laughs> yeah, exactly. I know. We're like, it's like the season just started. Yeah. No, no. no. They, they, Charles Howell, who hasn't even won, is already at like 870 grand for the year. Such amazing Because these guys, he's such amazing consistency. Him, especially in the fall and this early portion of, yes. of the season, he's just so Kills it. Good. California. And again, Hawaii. he just never gets hurt. He always he plays a big schedule. Mm-hmm. I mean, yeah, what a he's a money-making machine. It's oh, an yeah. incredible career. I think it's like 40 million in earnings or 35. I mean, pretty solid. Yeah, pretty. He's had a, even as few wins as he has. Right. His three wins. Has been, three wins. Right. Yeah. Uh, it's been crazy. great. So, all right, guys. That was fun. Uh, we look forward to uh, we'll, we'll do it again next week. We look forward to see how the Clemson did. I mean, everybody out stay there, hot. stay hot. CP and, and college. I hope you're right. I'm, There's I'm a bunch of NFL well. games to get Don't very cold. Stay away. <laughs> we'll stay we, away from the NFL. Alex and I learned our lesson yeah, last it, week. Got cleaned tough. up in the it's NFL, tough. especially getting into the world of prop right. props. Is, is I tough. mean, I was hitting on those <laughs> too. Marshawn Lynch first touchdown. Uh, what was the Kamara over was the, Kamara over. I mean, check yeah. down fest from Breeze. That yep. was a lock. I'm red hot, but the the beauty the beauty <laughs> the beauty of these NFL playoff games is that you can enjoy them without any money on them. Yes. That's how good these games. That's are how good they've be. been. Yeah, and 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 you figure the second weekend will be even right. better. 
Um, yeah, be tough there to a couple live up big, to this last couple weekend. big lines with yep. uh, yeah Baltimore the, uh, and so yeah, 49 then you just bet small like on prop bets bet five dollars right. on somebody just, yeah, just, just mm-hmm. a little added yeah. intrigue Stevie and I got burned on a uh, Cole Beasley oh, oh my god, god. god. was supposed to be such a sharp play <laughs> it was supposed to be yeah. Houston's D was the worst in the yeah. against slot receivers so. but anyway. alright we'll see a lot to look forward to we got Sony got some, some more primetime golf yeah uh, NFL college we got the Jeopardy Goat tournament uh, the next on. three nights so cool. let's go yeah. Get Go James, Team James. All, All right, it was Team fun. James. Thanks again to uh, Ron Kaspersky for joining us. Thank you for listening. Thanks, as always, to our producer, Greg Gottfried. Please subscribe to us on Apple Podcasts if you haven't done so already, and check back next week to see who our guest is. <laughs>